Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to Evansville Baptist Church. And I think this might be another one of those evenings that I need to just pick the pulpit up and move it over a couple of feet to the left because everybody's in the left side again. I don't know. Maybe I need to rope off the back five pews for Wednesday nights or something. No. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, either way. It's the left for me, the right for you guys, but either way, I'm going to rope off the, the back left or right, whatever, and everybody's going to have to sit up in the front. It's just going to happen that way. I don't know. Anyhow, well, let's get our hymn books out on this Wednesday night and turn to hymn number 169, hymn number 169 in your red hymn books, your red hymn books. One of these days, you know, we'll get one hymn book that has it all, but for now we're going to have to, it's a 50-50 shot. So 169, your red hymn books, Power in the Blood. Let's sing the first, the second, and the last together this evening. wonderful song to start off our Wednesday night together. Let's open our service this evening in a word of prayer. Brother Jim, would you open our service this evening? Holy name. 
Amen. You may be seated. I have a few announcements for you uh, this evening. I want to make mention of these things. Uh, of course, tonight is our business meeting that will take place directly after our service. And I uh, just want to remind everybody of that to hang out after the service. Uh, we will be abbreviating our service a little bit to make room for that business meeting. I want to make sure uh, that we can go over the things that we need to go over today. Uh, but also, I want to make mention of tomorrow, the ladies will be having their ladies meeting here at the church at 12 o'clock, as long as we don't have 12 inches of snow on the ground, which is not saying we're supposed to, but it also said we were supposed to get seven inches on Saturday, and now it says nothing. So we don't know. It could be a blizzard tomorrow, and we have no idea. We weren't supposed to get any snow today, and it ended up snowing 90% of the day. So we don't know. But anyhow, ladies, here at the church at 12 o'clock, that'll be here. So ladies, make sure that you're here uh, for that, and I'm excited for that for you guys. Also, Saturday the 13th, so this coming Saturday the 13th, here at the church at 1030, we're going to have a group uh, going out to go door-to-door -door, uh, soul winning. And uh, I know the weather's going to be cold, so we're going to make sure we're dressed warm uh, for that. But if you're available, we'd love to have you come and join us. Uh, you know, whether you uh, are a regular soul winner or not, we want you to come out and join us for that time. That's going to be here at the church at 1030. And uh, I'm very excited about that. I'm excited that we're going to have more opportunities this year uh, to go out soul winning. I'm excited that I'll have more opportunities because I know uh, last year uh, wasn't, if you came to the Super Saturday Soul Winners, weren't they amazing? Weren't they just an awesome time? And, and uh, we have seen some wonderful fruits from that. And I'm excited that the Lord has given us a few more opportunities this year to do the same. So that's going to be this Saturday, the 13th. But then also, we're not going to, this is not changing the date of Super Saturday Soul Winning. We will still have that the last Saturday of this month. That's going to be January the 27th. And that will be our regular day where we come together at 10 o'clock. We've got donuts and coffee. And then we leave out at around 1030 uh, that morning. So again, both of those wonderful times, opportunities for us to go out and give out the gospel. And uh, so please join us for both of those days as well. And then we've got an exciting Sunday coming up the 28th. And uh, we've got quite a bit going on that day. And uh, we'll be unveiling our church calendar that day. We've got a few things I'd like to talk about tonight in the business meeting about the calendar. But then uh, we'll be taking that calendar and that'll be, be, be given out uh, to the church so that we can begin to plan our year out so that we know uh, when everything is taking place here at the church. And then we can plan our year accordingly. Also that Sunday, we'd like to be able to give out the um, church uh, directory for this year. I think that's the right, yeah directory for this year. Uh, we want to make sure that we have that available then. So that being said, Sunday, come ready in both the morning and evening service uh, to get your picture taken because uh, we want to make sure we have an updated picture of you in our church directory. So it'll all be on the same backdrop and it'll all be nice and it'll look really well. So we will have the photo booth set up. I've got a photo booth already. My dad has all the lighting, the backdrop and everything. And I've got the camera equipment. We're going to set up a, a photo booth and we're going to get these pictures taken. So in the morning service afterwards, not going to take the place of the service or anything. It'll be after the services in the morning and in the evening, come ready for uh, your pictures for the church directory. We will also have a, a uh, information um, 
sheet there for you. If your information has changed from what we already have for you, make sure you fill one of those out as well. I will be announcing this Sunday morning and Sunday night as well to remind everybody. But we want to make sure that we have the time. Uh, that gives us two weeks to get them printed. So we want to make sure that we have that ready uh, for that day as well. Uh, but I believe that's all the announcements that I have for today, other than uh, next week is the ladies... Um, is the Ladies Fellowship. And that's not this Thursday, but it's next Thursday. I'm really looking forward to that for you guys. I'm excited about it. I know Mrs. Harris is. I know Marge is. I know there's a lot of ladies excited about it because this is the day that the Secret Sisters are being revealed. And I'm very excited about that. But also, there will be a sheet to sign up for Secret Sister for this next year. So make sure, ladies, that you're there for that so you can get signed up for that. And uh, just make sure you're there. But also, we've got a special speaker that day. So it's just a day that's just... Uh, uh, jam-packed full of stuff. It's going to be wonderful. Uh, we've got, of course, uh, the Secret Sister reveal. So again, make sure that you bring the gift for your Secret Sister uh, and put your name on it uh, so that you can reveal that then as well. And then also there will be a special speaker. Miss Christine, uh, Christina Bates is going to be speaking for that uh, that morning as well so or that afternoon. So uh, ladies, be sure. Yes, March. Yes, I forgot about that. Okay, yeah. And, and ladies, make sure that when you come, just bring something and bring something to eat. And uh, as long as it's not pig slop, everybody will love it. Amen. Or, uh, or uh, no, know what, though? Brother, seriously, that groundhog was really, really good. I mean, it was really good. Did anybody try the groundhog at the um, last luncheon that we had? <laughs> Did anybody try it? Brother Ray, try it. Anybody else? Brother Billy, anybody else try it? Miss, Mrs. Harris, you tried it? I tried it. Nobody else had the guts to try it? Seriously, it was good stuff. I'm going to have him make it next time. Whenever, hey, brother, we're going to have you over to our house sometime, and you make that for us, okay? Because it was good. I'm serious. It was really good stuff. And my brother and sister really liked it. So seriously, it was good stuff. But anyhow, I'm getting off on a rabbit trail about how good Brother Jim's cooking is now. But uh, either way, make sure, ladies, that you bring something for that. And that is going to be one week from tomorrow. So make sure you're still there tomorrow, but then come one week from tomorrow as well. And it's just going to be a wonderful, wonderful day there. So I think that's all the announcements. I haven't forgotten anything. Let's do our song of the month together, shall we? It's in your bulletin. May the Lord find us faithful. We can remain seated as we sing this one. May the Lord find us faithful. Let's sing it through twice together this evening. May I just want you to know this isn't just a, a random song that we're learning. This is a song uh, that goes right with our theme for this month, uh, Resolved to be Faithful. And this goes right with it. May the Lord find us faithful. When the Lord comes back, and we're going to look at this a little bit tonight, but when the Lord comes back, will He find us ready and will He find us faithful? So may the Lord find us faithful. Let's sing it one more time and think about the words as we do this evening. May the Lord find us faithful.
last line of the song right there. It says, every day, though we live, though we die, whether we live, whether we die, whether it's a good day, whether it's a bad day, may the Lord still find us faithful. Wonderful, wonderful song. That's going to be our song. We've only got, I'm um, thinking about it now, we've only got three more services or four more services to sing that. And uh, But again, a very good song. I really uh, enjoy that. Hopefully it is a blessing to your heart as we sing it. Hopefully these songs uh, that we bring to you as we go through each month will give you a focus onto what it is that we're looking at uh, throughout the month. So I'm going to skip over our scripture reading for today for sake of time. But let's get our hymn books out. We'll turn to hymn 273 in our red hymn books. Fill my cup, Lord. 273 in our red hymn books. We'll sing all three verses of hymn number 273. Fill my cup, Lord, in your red hymn. our prayer that God would fill our cup fill it up and I know the Bible talks about it, it's uh, running over surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever my cup runneth over I love that so much well let's get our Bibles out shall we Genesis chapter uh, number 12 and actually that's not correct sorry 
I left it on from last week. I didn't take off the scripture reading from last week. So let's go to Genesis chapter 12, and then we'll move over uh, to Matthew chapter number 25. Good night. I'm just all over the place today. Let's hurry up and get this over so that we can do our business meeting. Amen. Oh, Jeb, I'm going to say it again. I almost said Genesis 25. Matthew chapter number 25, please. Matthew chapter number 25. I'm going to read a few verses in 1 Corinthians for you, and then we're going to skip over to Matthew 25. But if you'll just turn to Matthew 25 for me, we're going to look at, and I told you we're going to do this at the very beginning of our month as we looked at uh, as we looked at resolved to be faithful we've looked at Abraham already and looked at his life and begin uh, to look at uh, how was Abraham faithful but not only how he was faithful but what were the results of his faithfulness that's what I wanted to look at. And we looked at that for two uh, evenings together. We looked at that Wednesday evening. And then Sunday evening, we looked at how Abraham, what did we see on last Wednesday evening? We saw that Abraham was given a command of God, was he not? And then as soon as he was given a command by God, he went and did it. Now we also see, though, that directly after he did it, what did he do? He failed, did he not? He failed, and then after he failed, then what did God do? Did he punish him and kick him down in the dust? No, he reached down and picked him up. We saw that uh, in, in there when, when we sometimes put a pause in our faithfulness, God never does. God is always faithful to us. And then we looked at the offspring of Abraham and how his, his faithfulness began to go down onto his children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren all the way down to the children of Israel during Moses' day. And we see that God continued to give the covenant and continued to give the covenant over and over and over again despite the disobedience and despite the lack of trust that they had in God. So we, want, we looked at the effects of faithfulness and we looked at... Uh, the, the direct results and the delayed results. We looked at that uh, last Sunday night. But tonight I'd like to look at the consequences of unfaithfulness. The consequences of unfaithfulness. And we're going to look at three different accounts in the Bible of unfaithfulness that is in uh, a, a person or in a group of people. And we're going to see the consequences of that tonight. And again, as any time that I preach a message like this, I said this Sunday morning, this is not uh, a message that is directed uh, in any particular direction. This is a message that is for our learning and for uh, us to uh, learn from it and then be able to go and say, okay, well, I'm never going to do that. There are certain things that I will never do. And that's what we're going to look at. We're going to look at three different people tonight, and I believe we'll get some understanding from these things. 1 Corinthians 4, verses 1 and 2, I'll begin with this. It says, Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Did you know that you're a steward today? Did you know that you are a steward of something? Uh, God gave you a talent, or maybe God gave you uh, a bit of money that He wants you to handle, uh, or maybe God gave you a ministry that He wants you uh, to take control of. You are a steward of what that is, and God has said here it is required, not, not suggested. You notice the words there? It's not suggested of a steward that a man be found faithful is required in a steward. Just as uh, there are uh, requirements uh, if you were to ever go to a job application 
and you were to look at the job application, and I'm sure if you've ever looked at one or if you've ever filled one out, uh, they begin to list off the qualifications or the requirements for you to work there. Uh, for Brother Jim, you just got to be breathing, amen? Uh, you just got to find someone that's breathing, and, and, and you, you can put them to work, amen? But in certain areas, you know, like at this church, there's some requirements, uh, there were certain things that you looked at and you said, okay, we want this, we want this, and we want this before we look at any candidates. And it'd be the same uh, if we were to bring in a youth pastor or an assistant pastor or, or some other staff member. We look at it and say, this is the requirements that they must fulfill. Just like I'm sure in your company, Brother Jesse, uh, that you have to fulfill certain requirements to work there. Just as with the police department, you have to have certain requirements to be able to work there. You have to meet these requirements or, or, or these things. Uh, but it's the same with our ministry with God. We have to, we have to meet certain requirements. What is it said here? It is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. So if we want God to use us and we want God to use our ministry, we want God to use our church, church, then what is the requirement that's placed on us? Well, number one, we've got to believe the Bible. Amen. Uh, that's number one. That, that's key. We've got to believe the Bible, what it says in it, and we've got to hold true to it. But what also does it say here? We must be found faithful. We must be found faithful. So we see that God will not use those who are unfaithful to him uh, to do a great work for him. We see that God over the history of the Bible used some, uh, would you say, less than qualified candidates. But we notice that a lot of those, and, and I, I'd say all of them, that God used that continued to be faithful to God, even if they didn't quite meet uh, uh, all of the qualifications or uh, they didn't quite meet every uh, uh, level that they would be expected to meet, they were faithful. We see that in, in, in quite a few areas. You look at uh, Rahab. What was Ra Ra Rahab was a harlot. She was not by any means a good person, but she was faithful in what she was spared, was she not? She was spared, uh, uh, why? Because she was faithful. She hid uh, the spies of the Lord, and, and, and she, she hid them, and she stayed faithful in what she was saved because of that. So again, I'd like to look uh, at three different people this evening, and I will try my best to be brief, because I know we've got a lot to look at uh, this evening, or, or we have a business meeting this evening, so I will not take up a ton of time here, but I'd like to look at these three uh, just briefly this evening, and uh, but let's have a word of prayer, and we'll get into it this evening. Heavenly Father, Father God, I thank you for another opportunity to be at the pulpit today uh, and to give the word that you've laid on my heart. Lord, I pray that as, we've, we, as we look at uh, these aspects tonight, Lord, that you'd be glorified and you'd be honored, Lord, and that your word uh, would be given the way that you'd want for it to be given, Lord. And I pray that you just take control of your servant today. I pray that my words would not be heard or uh, my thoughts on the matter would not be heard, Lord, but that your word and what is said in it would be what comes through and what touches hearts today, Lord, and what is learned and what is held to and what we take from the today, Lord. We need you tonight. I pray that you'd be with us in your name. I pray. Amen. So the first person that we're going to look at today is the unfaithful servant. And I'm going to go quickly through this. I'm not going to read this entire passage of Scripture. But if you're in Matthew chapter number 25, I'd like for you to go down to verse number 14 this evening. Matthew chapter number 25 and verse number 14. 
I'm going to read a few verses here. Again, I would read the whole passage of Scripture for you this evening, but it's going to take uh, quite a while to get through that, so I will not do that this evening. I'll just read a few verses. Uh, Matthew chapter 25, verse number 14, it says, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country, who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, and to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Notice that word right there where it looks, uh, you say that in verse number 15, look in the middle there, it says, to every man according to his several ability. You notice that uh, the Lord did not give them more than what they could actually handle? You ever looked at that before? Have you ever noticed that? I've ne I, I did not have that in my notes. Uh, I did not think about that until right now as I was reading that. Look at that right there. It says, uh, it, 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 right, where was it? Sorry. Verse number 15 it says, To every man according to his several ability. You notice these men were not dummies. These three men that they were giving it to, they were, they were smart people. They had ability. They had ability to do with what they were given what needed to be done with it. So, so just keep that in mind as we, go, as we look through this. So then he straightway took his journey, the end of verse number 15. Verse number 16, it says, Then he that had received five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And if we look and continue to go through this, I won't take the time this evening, but we could go all the way down through verse number 30, and we could see how the one who had five, he went and what? Do we all remember the story? What did he do? Anybody? Come on, somebody. He doubled it. He got five more. And then the one with two, what did he do? He did the same, didn't he? He brought two more. Uh, does anybody remember what the one with one did? He buried it. Oh, everybody remembered that one. Everybody, everybody remembered that. That's good. So he buried it. So we saw the five, brought a mother five. The two brought a mother two. And the one, he buried it. He buried it. So, and again, remember what we looked at in verse number 15. It wasn't like the one that had five was the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. And the one that had two was uh, a less successful, but still CEO or, or, or higher up. And then the one that had one was just a, a janitor. It doesn't say that. It said what? Every man according to his ability. So they had the ability to go and do with it what they were supposed to do. And they were able to do it. What I'm, what I'm, what I'm, I'm trying to get at with this is that God, uh, maybe He's going to give you something to do that might be a little bit of a stretch for your own uh, uh, mind. You might think, well, I just don't know if I can do that. You know, God's going to give you something that you can do. God's not going to make somebody uh, a pastor who, who absolutely cannot, he's got a, uh, uh, cannot talk at all. I know this one guy who, uh, I'll tell you, when he was talking to you, he had a stutter that was so bad you, couldn't understand, you could barely understand what he was saying. But he got up to preach and he lost his stutter. It was the most amazing thing. Hey, he ended up going and being a preacher. He could preach. He might not have been able to talk to you over dinner, but he could preach. God gave him that ability to be able to preach. Hey, I, I, God might not give you, uh, God's not going to give you the job to drive the church bus if you don't have your CDL. Amen? And I'm not going to let you drive the church bus if you don't have a CDL. You know, God's not going to make you the uh, uh, leader over the sound program at the church if you've never seen a mixing board in your life. There's certain things that uh, God is going to allow you to do because you have the ability to do it. What did he do? Uh, the Lord did not give, the, give uh, these talents to men that had no ability to do what needed to be done with it. 
He gave it to people who, who knew what to do. The one who received one knew just as much what he had to do with that one as the one who had five. He knew what he needed to do with it, yet what did he do? He took it and he hid it in the earth. The one who had five, he brought another five. The one who had two, he didn't look and say, well, I didn't get five, so I'm not going to do anything with it. I'm just going to put my two down here. No, he went and still got another two. But the one, even though he was given one, even though he had the ability to do something with it, he didn't. Why? Well, because he was the unfaithful servant. He was the unfaithful servant. We see that uh, if you look at verse number 29, skip down there, please, with me this evening. Verse number 29 of the same chapter, it says, For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away, away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Why was this servant cast into outer darkness? Well, it tells us right there, doesn't it? He was unprofitable. Well, where did the unprofitableness come? Uh, did, did, did we look at him? Did he lose the money? No, he didn't lose the money. Did he go and did, did he swindle somebody into, into, I don't know, doing something else with it? No. Did he even, did he even uh, uh, take a little bit of it for himself? No. It just says that he was unfaithful with what he was given. He was given something to do, and he was given the means by which to do it. And he had the talents. He had the ability, and he did not do it. So that made him become unprofitable. God has given each of us talents and ministries that he expects us to be good steward of. We must be faithful with what God has given to us, and I'm not, and I know I've preached a message along these lines before, where we've looked at uh, those uh, or the, the financial staff of the church, and and how we are to uh, uh, dive into the money to make sure that we are being good stewards of what God has given to us. And if you ever have been to a trustee meeting before, the words "good steward" are talked about very, very often. Why? Because we want to be good stewards of what God has given to us. That's not what I'm talking about here tonight. What I'm looking at, though, is I'm looking at being faithful in what God has given to us. God has given to each of us something that He wants for us to do. Individually, remember. I know I'm talking to the church today, but I want to talk to individuals. I want to talk to you, whoever, whoever is listening. I want everybody to know this is individual today, that God has given you something to do. I'll tell you this, uh, if you have no ability to decorate, then God does not have you to decorate the church. Okay? If you have no ability to do certain things, God's not just going to shove you into something that you have no ability to do. God's going to put you where you're going to be uh, the most effective for Him. And I'll tell you what, there's a place for everybody. There's a place for everybody. The Bible talks about the different body parts of the church and how there's different members. And just as in your body, there's different members in your body. I, I can't, does anybody know how many uh, bones or, or the bones that you have in your body? Is it over 300? 326 or something like that. I don't know what the number is. 
But each individual bone has its own purpose, does it not? And if you were to break that bone and it was unsalvageable, what would they do? They wouldn't just take it out and say, oh, you're good. No, they replace it with something else, don't they? Hey, if you have uh, an organ, say you've got a kidney that, that shuts down, what are they, they going to do? They're going to try and find you a replacement, aren't they? Every part of your body has a purpose. Hey, maybe you're just a greeter. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say it like that. It's not just a greeter. Maybe you're a greeter. Maybe you're a janitor. Maybe you're a financial guru. Maybe you are just absolutely amazing with the audiovisual system. Maybe you are a soul winner. Maybe you're a teacher. Maybe you're just really, really good at organizing the Bibles and everything around. Hey, God has something for you. And who are we to be like the one who was the unfaithful servant and say, well, I've got the means to do it. I've got the abilities to do it. But I'm going to bury it. Hey, maybe God has given you the gift uh, to where you can just, maybe you can just write a letter. Maybe you're just really good at writing letters. And you can be mailing letters or giving letters and, and encouraging the people of the church. Hey, you might think, well, that's not a ministry. Yes, it is. Encouragement is a ministry. Encouraging your pastor can be your ministry. Amen. Encouraging uh, uh, your deacon, encouraging your trustees, encouraging the staff of the church. Hey, that can be part of your ministry. Because I'll say this, there's a ministry for everybody. God's given you the ability. God's given you the uh, resources to do it. Now put them together and go do it. God's given it to you individually. And hey, you know what? Just as with your body, we don't have, you know, 326 members at the church. But hey, maybe you're the skeletal, skeletal, uh, I didn't say that word right, skeletal system. Skeletal, I've never heard it said that way in my life. Maybe, maybe it's the skeletal system, or maybe it's the organs, or maybe it's the, the arms, or the legs, or the skin, or the whatever it may be. And maybe that's what you are to the church. And I'm not looking at anybody in particular. I'm talking to everybody. And, and it's even being recorded. If this goes out, I, I, everybody that's listening to this as well, if it, wherever it may be, but maybe you are that part of the body. You've been given the resources. You have the talent. You have the ability. And maybe that, isn't, that, that, that position isn't being filled. What happens if one of your organs shuts down? It's, it's, it's not good. I don't know if anybody's ever had to have a, a type of transplant like that. Or I know there's many that have had surgeries. I know, uh, Dorothy, with your knee surgery, if your knee's not working right, it just ain't going to work. It, it's hard to get things done. If, you're, if your legs don't work like you want them to, it's hard to do things. Hey, it's the same way with the church. You know why the Bible likens the body of the church to your body? It's because it really is like that. You know, if there's one person missing, it, it, it shows. It does. There's so many things to be done and so many things to be a part of. And hey, it might be a 20-minute ministry on Sunday morning of standing out there and shaking people's hands as they come in and give them a bulletin and tell them they're welcome. Maybe that's what it is. It, it doesn't, it, not everybody is called to teach a Sunday school class of three-year-olds. Amen? 
Not everybody's called to a adult Sunday school class. Not everybody's here uh, to, to mop the floors downstairs or to uh, vacuum the, the, the pews or whatever it may be. Not everybody's called to that. But if we are going to be faithful stewards of what God has given to us, wherever it is that we feel as though God is putting us there, we need to do it. Why? Because if we're not... And then we see that we become just like as the faith, unfaithful servant. There's things that I know that uh, I, would, I, I, I think that I need to be doing. And I know there's times that I need to do certain things. And, and, and I tell you what, sometimes there's weeks that I just don't do it. And, and I, I tell you what, I struggle with it sometimes because there's things that I know I should be doing that I'm not. And I think of myself as, you know, and, and, and I'll tell you this, I'm not here to rag on anybody uh, for anything, because I'll tell you what, I'm exactly the same way. I'm exactly the same way. You know what, what was it that, you know, that I, I don't see any remorse in the one that brought his talent? Do you notice that he was apologetic or that he, said, well, give me another chance and let me go back and, and do what's right with it. I don't see that here. He just said, let's just take it. He brought it to him and gave it to him. There, there was nothing left to show for it. Hey, you know, if you've got something that God has for you, let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, I'm talking to myself right now. Pastor Harris, AJ, you got stuff you're supposed to be doing. You better do it. I'm serious. There's stuff that I needed to do this week that I didn't do that I'm looking back at now and I'm like, okay, tomorrow's coming around. It's time to do it. I've got, I've got ministries that God called me to do. And you know what? It's not like I'm looking at the ministry saying, I have never done this before in my life. I have no idea what that even is. I know exactly what it is. I know exactly how to do it. God's given me the opportunities. God's given me the resources. He's given me the materials. I just got to go do it. I just got to go do it. God's given that to each of us. And you know what? We're running out of time. I didn't even get to number two. Uh, we might end up taking this to Sunday night and, and finishing this up on Sunday night. Uh, but as we go through this, and again, I want everybody to know this. This is not... Uh, uh, to and again, like I said, I'm talking to myself as well. This is for learning. This is for understanding. This is for us to begin to go into the Bible and begin to look at these things that we've known about for a long time, but we want to know them better. We want to learn about these things. Not just not not saying that there's any unfaithfulness at all, because I'll tell you what, I've got the most faithful group of people right in front of me today. I'll tell you that, y'all are faithful, and I appreciate your faithfulness. Hey, maybe it just maybe this gives us the information to be able to go and 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 give somebody the the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I just said it. Encouragement to continue. Maybe maybe this is just uh, enough to give you the encouragement that you need to continue doing what it, what, what it is that God has for you, or maybe it's that you need to go and take it to somebody else. Be faithful. I'm just going to finish up this point. I didn't even finish up this point. I wasn't even to point number two yet. But uh, I'm going to finish up this point, and that'll be it. There is, for those who are unsaved and are unfaithful, it is so sad because they get to the end of their life and there's no, no reward, no crown, no joy. 
and no happiness. You know, those of, you, those of us who are saved today, we're still going to heaven. We are. Do you know what? Those of you who have been faithful for so many years, those of you who have served God for so many years, you know what you're going to get up there and you're going to hear? Well done, thou good, and what's that next word? Faithful servant. As I live my life today, I do everything in my power that one day I'll get up there to heaven and I'll hear those words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I understand there's going to be times like I talked about with Abraham where we just, we put a pause on our faithfulness. It happens. It happens. And I'm not saying that being faithful means you've got to do the exact same things that you did when you were 20 and 30 and 40. So there's a point where we got to back off and say, I'm sorry, I can't do all that before. That doesn't mean you're unfaithful. It means that God's got something else that he wants you to do. It means that God's got something else for you to do. I, 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 I hate to think, and I know I'm probably the same way when I'm older, but I, I hate to think about when I get older and I'm thinking, I'm thinking about what I'm doing now, and I'm sure the way that I'll be as an old pastor is I'll say, man, you know, it'd be wonderful if I could lead the teen group again and I could go to church camp for the week again and, and I'll be hobbling around in my 90-year-old uh, trying to get on stage with a, with a walker and uh, I'm not going to be doing good. I'll tell you already, if I got back pain like I have now when I'm 90, uh, your pastor's going to be preaching from a chair, I'll tell you. But what, I'm, but what I'm saying is, is I, I'm going to get to the end of my life and I'm going to get to 80 and 90 and I'm going to say, man... I don't feel as faithful as I once was. Does that mean I'm not faithful anymore? Not at all. That just means that God's got something else for me. I always say this, and I will hold to this for my, the rest of my life. There is no retirement in serving God. Your job description just changes a little bit. The only thing that changes is the job description. You still got a job to do. You still got something God wants for you to do. God still has a plan for your life. God still loves you. God still is going to work through you. Your job description has just changed a little bit. Hey, for those of us who are young, really young, like your pastor and his wife, barely out of college, hey, we got the energy. We're going to charge hell with a squirt gun. Hey, we need your faithfulness to do it. We need your help to do it. And hey, you're going to be right there along with us. You're right there with us. You've still got, you've still got something in you. All of us do. doesn't matter how, hey, I'm, I'm saying this now. I feel after, I'm not even one year into the pastorate yet, but I feel like about five years. If you notice, my hair is starting to go gray. It happens. And, and I'm, my back's starting to hurt. My, my, my hands are hurting today. That's just because I overdid it yesterday. But hey, don't get, don't get discouraged. Don't get discouraged. You're faithful. Continue your faithfulness. I want to encourage you today. Continue to be faithful. Hey, it might not, again, your job description may have changed a little bit, but you're still working for God. You're still faithful. Let's be resolved to be faithful this year. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. I only got through point one, points two and three. You got to come back Sunday night for, amen? Let's have a word of prayer and we'll get into our business meeting.
Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for this time that we've had together. Lord, didn't get through much of my notes today. But Lord, I pray, and, and we even went a different direction than I was even wanting to go. But Lord, I pray as I'm looking out over this crowd and seeing a crowd of faithful, faithful people who have served you for so many years and, uh, Lord, have put their blood, sweat, and tears into more than just one church. Lord, I pray that you'd help them to continue to be faithful. Lord, I'm not saying that in a way where uh, I want them to, to, to do more or uh, begin to uh, uh, overwork themselves. No, I want them to continue to be faithful in what it is that you have for them to do, whatever that may be. Lord, I pray that it be the same in my life. Whatever it is that I am here to do, that you have told me to do, God, I pray that I would not run from it or stop doing it or, or, or shirk my duties in any way, Lord, but that I would stand up and say, Lord, I'm going to do this no matter what, no matter how hard the day is, no matter how difficult it gets. Lord, help me. I need your help. Lord, be with us as we go into our business meeting. Uh, bless it. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to be good stewards of what you've given to us. Lord, I love you and I thank you. And you know, I pray. Amen. Okay, I'm going to stop the recording.